0: These are groundbreaking stories of South Africans with severe medical conditions and the innovative teams that have brought about miracles to help them. Welcome to Medical Miracles with Barbara Friedman.
1: A 66-year-old Cape Town woman whose heart was on the verge of giving up two years ago was given a new lease on life, not with an organ donor heart transplant as one might imagine, but with a cutting-edge mechanical heart device. Keep listening.
2: I never dreamt that I could be like I am now. I feel so aware, so radiant. I feel as though I'm pouring out power from me. I feel like I'm a kind of a light in myself. I feel amazing.
1: I met Pat Featherstone in the gardens of the project she's dedicated the past 20 years of her life to, Soil for Life, a nonprofit that helps communities grow food gardens. I was immediately struck by her tall, slim physique and dynamic presence. Her passion for the environment and helping people is inspirational. Hard to imagine this vibrant woman lying in a hospital bed with little hope. But that's exactly what happened. Pat had been having symptoms of extreme fatigue since her mid-50s, about 10 years earlier. But she'd ignored them and just kept going, never imagining it was her heart.
2: And then finally in 2013, um, I was having... Pains in my back and pains in my chest and I kept thinking it's stress. So I went along and I had stress release and I had massages and the pain just got worse and worse and over a month prior to the final heart attack I must have been heart heart attacking all the time because it just went from bad to worse and finally and I never go to doctors I've never been a doctor person and finally I thought no I went to a lady down here and she said to me no it's just stress she tested my, my blood pressure and sent me off with valium and something else to calm down. Within half an hour, I actually collapsed in the mulch in our garden at work. But I went straight away into hospital, and it was a heart attack, probably the worst kind. And they did a stent, and I went into ICU, and I was there for six months. It just got worse and worse and worse. The heart the, the heart attack was so bad that the left ventricle had actually basically stopped pumping. At that end of that six months, I was basically in liver and kidney failure and my stomach was swollen and I was in a complete mess and in fact basically I was I was dead and that's when I found the solution to the problem.
1: Luckily she heard about Cape Town cardiothoracic surgeon Dr. Vili Kun and his heartware valve assist device or HVAD as it's called and he came to see her at the Vincent Pilotti ICU.
0: When I went to meet her, she was sitting up in the bed because she couldn't lie flat. She, she had to sit up all the time and very short of breath in a bed. And then we said, look, to get a donor heart for her quickly, which she needed at the time, will take at least six months. And we could see that this lady won't last all that long. And she said she'll do anything just to get her breath back and just feel like a normal person again.
2: And within a matter of days, I was... Christian Barnard Hospital, they told me that there was this thing, I went in and that was it. It was done. Two weeks I was in intensive care then and I went into the ward and within two weeks after that I was home.
0: And she's now functioning even busier than before, she's again running a company, and she's got so many things i can't keep up with all pets activities and she's so happy with it that she doesn't isn't even keen to have a transplant anymore she's happy to continue with this device because it gives her the quality of life that she needed
2: and it's just gone up and up and up i just i'm doing a full time job i do a lot of training and yeah i just feel so amazing
1: Growing up in South Africa, I always thought the organ donor heart transplant was the pinnacle of all surgeries. We were weaned on Chris Barnard doing the first heart transplant, on Louis Washkansky, a world first. I had no idea that there were mechanical heart options available and asked Dr. Kun about its history.
0: In the early 50s, they started with mechanical heart support, but the driving behind that was actually to do heart operations. So it was to do cardiac surgery.
1: To do these heart surgeries, they needed to stop the heart.
0: And you can't stop the heart because then there's no blood flow to the brain. So you have to continue the circulation by using some form of a pump. And that was the first plan, and that is when they started with a with a heart-lung machine, the bypass machine.
1: The mortality rate back then, while on a bypass machine, was extremely high.
0: One in two p- people died from that bypass machine, rather than actually the actual heart operation, because there were so many complications. At the same time, when that was born, the whole idea of replacing the heart eventually, completely, was also born. And they said, one day, this thing might be so small that we can implant it, but that will be in centuries from now. No one thought it will be in 50 years or so from then.
1: It improved somewhat in the 1960s, but the heart-lung machine was so enormous, and though technology was developing, it was considered the age of the machine, cardiothoracic surgeons realised that machines couldn't yet sort this problem out.
0: And that's when they started looking at a human heart. And that's how Professor Chris Barnard did his first heart transplant in 1967. So that's about 10 years after they started working on the bypass machine. But because the human heart transplants took off and the whole world was now, um, it was rock star status. So if you do heart transplants. But at the same time, there were a few dyads that continued working on the artificial arts.
1: Research continued in America and Germany. And in fact, in the 80s, the first mechanical heart was implanted. But it didn't make the same worldwide headlines as the human heart. And at that stage, the mechanical heart pump technology was no competition for a human donor heart.
0: That actually lasted for a few weeks. All the surgeons in the world, the heart surgeons, were only focusing on heart transplants because there's no way they will ever get mechanical hearts to get there. That's what they thought at the time.
1: What no one foresaw was the impending shortage of donor hearts, And in fact, the supply is decreasing every year. Waiting lists are long and patients don't have time to wait. Rejection medication is very expensive and pretty toxic. All these factors have escalated the need to improve the mechanical heart.
0: In the last 15 years, the main drive behind cardiac transplantation is in looking at mechanical hearts.
1: With the development of computers, mechanics and nanotechnology, Mechanical heart pumps have become small and far more efficient.
0: This thing is a little bit bigger than a golf ball. It can be completely implanted in the patient. And in fact, we're doing less heart transplants a year. Every year we do less than the previous year worldwide. The
1: lifespan of the device is currently about 5 to 10 years but it's improving all the time.
0: So they're getting closer and closer to the normal heart transplant. What is nice about this is you can do it whenever you want to. You can. There's no waiting list. The downside is the patient needs batteries, and that battery is still big. It sits on his hip. And they must carry these batteries, and only last for four to six hours. Then you must charge your battery again, and that is a that is a drawback. But we also know batteries are getting smaller. Just look at a cell phone. I mean, a cell phone was massive ten years ago. Now a cell phone is tiny. If you look at pacemakers, pacemakers in the old days were never possible to be implanted. They were like a huge box that was implanted. Now it's a little bit bigger than a five rand coin. And if the batteries can then be implanted, that will be probably the end of cardiac transplantation as we know it today. So maybe in our lifetime still we will see the end of cardiac transplantation.
1: The two batteries currently sit in a moon bag around your waist.
0: So you're completely mobile. If you get in your car, you can plug it into your car charger. If you get to a coffee shop, you can ask someone to plug it in there. But you still have two batteries, spare batteries in your bag with you, and you've got two batteries on you that last four hours. But now that we have to charge our phones all the time, everyone has a car charger. Everyone knows where to charge their phone. If you go to the airport, there's little places where you can charge. Battery so people can at the same time discharge the artificial arts. There.
1: Dr. Kun explained to me how a normal heart pumps. It needs to pump 100 ml of blood with every beat. Anything less will cause tiredness, weakness, and eventually death. This is heart failure, and it's why you'll need a new heart pump to survive.
0: So what this little pump does is that little tip of it fits into the left ventricle and just like your swimming pool pump, it just sucks the blood out and pumps it forward straight into the aorta. So it just takes over that function. So if the heart only pumps 50 mils, this little pump pumps the other 50 mils. So you're back to 100 mils and there the patient have a normal cardiac output.
1: Once the device has been implanted, the doctor needs to be able to adjust settings on the pump at times.
0: What we do is we have a controller that we plug the little computer that the patient is carrying on his belt with him that sits with the batteries. That connects onto a monitor, and then we look at the monitor and we can see exactly how that pump is functioning on the inside. We can get a a lowdown of all the different variables, the speed, the alarm settings, and we can change that.
1: Heart disease is the number one killer in the Western world. In Africa, this was not so. But our lifestyle is changing.
0: And we see also now more and more coronary artery disease and it's predicted by the World Health Organization that within the next 10 to 15 years, that will be a new pandemic in, the, in Africa will be heart disease. It will be a bigger problem than HIV or malaria.
1: We still do about 20 to 25 organ donor heart transplants a year in South Africa and about 5 to 10 hardware assist device implants But in Europe and America, it's the other way around, and South Africa's starting to move in the same direction.
0: We know that we've reached a plateau with heart transplantation. We're still behind with the mechanical hearts, but we know what mechanics can do, and we can see that this will overtake it eventually. The average person still thinks the heart transplant is your only solution. Pat is so happy
1: with her mechanical pump. And she wishes more people knew about the device. So it's, it's very new. People have got to know. And she's so grateful to Dr. Kuhn and his team.
2: What an amazing man.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Medical Miracles. Visit 702.co.za for more intriguing stories.